All right, we're rolling. Hey, John, I got a really important question for you. What in the heck happened last week? Man, you always put me on the spot, always asking this this question. (laughs) That's Uh, what I do, John. I I know, right? Actually, it's a good way to kick off the show. Thank you, Nikki Lates, for getting this thing started. Uh, According to Dave, (laughs) who's our resident fact finder, we all got fisted. Dave, you want to clarify (laughs) your comments before I start playing the theme song tonight? (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah i i thought an alternate title to our last episode should have been the binge watchers get fisted but it might pop up on algorithms for the wrong reasons <laughs> yeah that'll put us in like itunes jail you release an episode with that title crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the binge watchers podcast Might shoot to number one. You never know. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is true. Always shooting right. for it. We'll keep the train on the tracks if we, if it's possible. So we got some housekeeping to do. This is goes into ties into last week. We did hit a home run though with that episode. We did probably initiate some of our listeners into Fist of the North Star anime that had never seen it before. Maybe oh, wow. they're now going to start watching anime because, like Dave, maybe they weren't anime fans, but now they're like the greatest anime fans ever in the world. They just love it. We did <laughs> also talk about, about some. Yeah, he's all about it now. We we won him yeah, over, guys. Good. Anyway, uh, we also talked about some horror TV stuff that's coming out. Um, I did notice these are the course corrections. Every once in a while, a podcast misses out on things that might be important, and you, you got to bring it up later. The like, things I wanted to mention, uh, I learned that the manga for Fist of the North Star and the original TV show included a fourth brother. Like You know how the conflict was between like the three brothers in the movie? There's a fourth one, and he's in between the oldest and the the uh, the middle brother. And so the oldest being, um, gosh, what is his name? Rao. And then the guy that they didn't include in the movie is Toki. And then Jackie, who's the guy with a screwed up face. And then the hero, Kenshiro, is the youngest. That seems critical. Like the movie should have probably included the other brother, but maybe that was too much story to cram into 90 minutes. I don't know. But also there's uh, the Fist of the South Star, who was his friend who tried to steal his girl and help set him up in the movie. Um, was a bigger presence in the manga, and the the South Stars are just as important to the world economy as the North Stars. So that was the importance of the other style wasn't really clarified in the movie. And also, there's a third style which is only briefly shown. The guy who can cut things in the air with his hands, Ray, is the third style, and apparently that's just as important as the other two. That that feels neglected, if anything. But I don't want to knock on a great movie, but this is like critical information that our audience should know if they're really into this anime. These are probably things. Also, uh, I'm getting kind of excited, so maybe I'm hard to understand right now. But um, there's, <laughs> there's a prequel pre- anime that shows Ken's granddaddy developing the Fist of the North style martial arts techniques. And I'm like, I didn't know that. Like, one of the other shows that I was talking about that came out later is actually a prequel. So, anyway, now that you have all that extra data that you need for Fist of the North Star fandom, now we can move wow. on with our actual show. And tonight we're talking about Vampire Hunter the Bloodlust. So last year we did an anime run, and that ended with the original Vampire Hunter D. 
So it's kind of sweet that the spotlight this year is going to end with the sequel, Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. But before we sink our teeth into that one, we're going to go to some headlines. Here's what's going on this week. I uh, read that the Predator screenwriters, the original brothers, Jim and John Thomas, are suing Disney for the rights to get the franchise back from the 87, the original movie, which means they would get the rights to future movies of Predator. Nick, what do you Mm. think about this? Now, I, I don't know. Did they sell the rights? Like how did they uh, lose? Yeah, the I mean they show they sold they so they sold creative rights to the guys that made it to 20th Century Fox, which doesn't exist anymore. Apparently, mm. loophole clause in oh. rights. If the original uh, buyer transfers gosh. to another another owner, the the original copyright holder has an opportunity. Once 35 years is up, it's called the termination rights or something. Like they have a right to revert it back to themselves. That's so what's like, happened wow, to Cam- a- Cameron's doing that too with Terminator, isn't he? Isn't he finally going to own it again? I think the oh, same he, thing's he happening. Right to back to go to Cameron. Hmm, yeah. yeah. So actually, okay. Now I don't know if I'm excited about this. I mean, yes, the original Predator is amazing, but I don't know what they've written since. So I'm not sure. I don't know if I'm excited about this. But then again, they couldn't hmm. do any worse than some of the other movies that were made, right? <laughs> hmm. Huh. Okay. Couldn't do any. Couldn't do any. Couldn't do any worse than Shane Black did, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I expected Nick to say, "Holy shit, this is cool! Give it back to the originals, and maybe we'll crank out another killer predator." But Dave, what yeah. do you? What did you, what's your take on this? Um, I hope they have a really good lawyer because laws be damned, they're going up against Disney now. Yeah, so. good, good, <laughs> good, freak, good. Best of luck, guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if they get yeah. it back, that's cool. I mean, I like the idea of like creators taking back their art from the corporations. Um, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, you're right. They're going to against the network, the corporation, the juggernaut. Yeah. Adam, weigh in on this one, brother. No, I. I okay, look, the prediction: uh, the writers will win. They will beat back Disney with a stick. And mm. Disney really doesn't have any ground to stand on if it's in the original contract. Uh, when they bought 20th Century Fox, they have to understand that they have to abide by the contracts that they inherit. So I'm mm. super excited. Uh, I think mm. uh, I think they're going to win, and I think we're going to see some uh, really good Predator offerings here coming in the future. Now, now can I have a, ask a question? Will it be, since Disney has the rights now, will Disney be producing the movies? Or how's this going to work? Ooh, that's going to be interesting, because if they well, own it, you know what uh, I mean? Did it, it? Yeah. Here's the no, problem. I think, Here's the problem. There is a Predator movie in the works, which the lawsuit is probably gonna mess with. Right yeah. now, this is how it'll break down. They'll just pay the writers off uh, for the the current production, and then the, the writers will get more that's power easy, and more sway. Uh, that's an easy compromise. Disney can easily cut them in for a piece of the pie, right? Oh, and yeah. They yeah. May not, and they may they may not want the rights back. So really. Maybe it's the brothers, as you said, Nick. What have the brothers done lately? Maybe it's like the 35 yeah. years are up. They can get the rights back because of the transfer co- uh, laws involved in the copyright. And maybe they're just looking for a new piece of the, the Predator action. However, usually these deals, as they flip-flop around, kill whatever in process. So we may not get this. The Predator movie that's supposed to come out sounded really cool. It's Predator in like 1800s duking it out with some Native Americans. In the West, that sounded pretty cool to me. Wow. Um, it does that sound cool. Sounds but... awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, it sounds, so, it's like Apache so... Warriors, or it's like Apache, or um, or uh, yeah, it's like some kind of oh Comanche. 
it's like either Apache or Comanche warriors facing off against you know the predator monster. So can I oh, name? See, uh, now, can, I, can I name? Tell you Jim Thompson, one of the guys who's suing. He did write executive decision, and he came ooh. up with the story for Wild Wild West. So we're kind of all over the place with this one. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a 50 50 then. He either hits or misses, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like executive decision. I'm just saying, but yeah. But well, so we he's get, the we guy can... that added the giant spider. Say... <laughs> oh, my he, God. He, no, he, that's, that's he, a. No, that he didn't have the giant spider. No, no, he, no, no, no. He didn't have the spider. Then the Tories producer, Peter Weir, or the other Peter, Gordon Peter. That's whatever, that Kevin Smith the... story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he's the one that yeah, tried yeah. to put the spider in Superman Lives. And he, so he's got this thing about like spiders and movies. So, my point stuff. was is this the guy that said oh yeah i'll write the spider in there cool like <laughs> is that the guy <laughs> well here's <laughs> the thing if comes, if so, listen i'm a cheap bastard just like any old filmmaker if they say john you're gonna be able to make this movie but you gotta put a spider in somewhere i'm like okay no problem act two giant spider gotcha <laughs> you know, yeah. no yeah. problem guys this is a children's <laughs> movie <laughs> So what? Giant and the giant spiders, spiders were in the basement of the school the whole time. Nobody knew. Yeah. <laughs> Had to clean it out. Uh, all right. Um, Stephen Amell, who's in like the Arrowverse TV shows, he's in, he played the Green Arrow. He's like DC's first live action hit TV show. Really, their only one. The other ones haven't done that well. Maybe Supergirl has done all right, but all the other Flash shows, whatever. Flatline. Oh, maybe is Flash bigger than Supergirl right now? Maybe. I think so. I don't know. I don't keep up with those shows. I don't I just know about them. CW yeah, shows, anyway, yeah. I bring him up because he's doing a wrestling drama called Heels, and I want to grind my teeth into dust right now because often on the podcast we talk about movies we want to make or shows that we might want to work on or deals that are on the table and off the table as Hollywood goes. Um, I wrote a TV pilot for WWE, and it it never went anywhere, but I think Adam read it. I think maybe Dave read it. I don't know if I ever gave it to you, Nick, but Mm-mm. it was going to be like a dramedy, like drama and comedy. And like um, the fact that there's like a semi-similar show has a great title, Heels. I mean, Heels is what you call a villain character in professional wrestling, right? Face is a hero. Heel is a bad guy, right? So oh, okay, they're going to use all the terminology. They're talking about a local wrestling thing run by these brothers, and there's some rivalry between the two. Like, damn, it's not exactly what I was doing because I was dusting off like an old wrestler and bringing him back, right? Um, and my angle was a bit different, but just every if something gets really close, it's it's like, oh shit, it's like a near miss, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, there's almost was that was an but, amazing pilot you wrote, John, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was I thought it was almost. fantastic actually. So that was close, man. That one came really close. We still we could make it. We should make it. We could zoom that it thing out made. and eat this other show. I mean, <laughs> look, if I have stuff that I write for TV and then I lose my um options, like the options right, it only had a 90 day, so no one really owns it. I guess there were oh uh, my own predator rights have come back to me. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I didn't have to go up Boom. against Disney. The the thing just ran out. Like they it just ran out. Uh I, I I guess it should be reworked as maybe a movie, but I'll I don't know, dude. Like I feel like Anyway, I'll watch this show. I mean, obviously, I'm a fan of like pro wrestling themed shows. In fact, I remember that I made a marketing video where I was the heel, like calling you guys out for the big battle royal. Remember that? I made like a little teeny video, like an Instagram video last year. 
So oh, I'm yeah. all about like TV shows based around the world of wrestling, which is really funny because they're putting all the wrestlers in their own shows now anyway. Um, well, hey, you know what? All the all the popular wrestlers are getting old. Like, I feel like we're pretty close to having a show called Wrestling Retirement Home with like Hulk Hogan. Dude, I would I would watch that. They did a reality show with Roddy Piper was the main guy, and they brought a bunch of old wrestlers like Hacksaw Jim Duggan on. It was like a two two season reality show. No, but I I want them really old. Like, I want them like in their seventies or eighties or nineties. Like, I want to see. They don't don't last that long, Nick. I know. Yeah, they they only live in it. That's true, but the ones that do make it, I wanted to see them going. The only other, the only other thing I wanted to bring up for the headlines, it's kind of a slow week, at least for me. I didn't really find anything that was worth talking about, but um, this is big for anime. Since we're covering anime movie tonight, then I I figured, oh, I should share some anime news. Um, They're reporting a live action Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing is a show that came out like, gosh, it feels like the '90s, maybe late '80s, early '90s, and then they've done like ten shows now. Uh, it's basically the giant mech suits. Like, I don't know if you heard about like the giant robot suits that they put in all these uh, Japanese cartoons and TV shows. They're called mechs, so or mm. mecha. So this is like one of the first popular ones, Gundam Wing, and it's about like uh, in the future, Earth like you know colonizes a bunch of planets, and then the colonies are like, well, Earth shouldn't be our master anymore, and they build their own robot suits and they go and fight Earth in a giant war, and then. The other shows change sides. Sometimes the colonists are the good guys. Sometimes they're the bad guys. It just depends on what flavor of the month, you know, with that shows. But there's a giant, like, 100-foot model robot of Gundam Wing in Japan that they just recently built, actually. And Japan is, like, trying to figure out how to really build these giant robots. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in reality. So it's not just an anime anymore. But uh, Gundam Wing's coming out. And, um, gosh, we've arrived at... Go into our messages so then we can finally talk about the movies for tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, unless you guys want to weigh in on Gundam Wing, but I know you probably know. Uh, I know nothing about, about it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm good. That's I'm a aware of it. Moving on. <laughs> I, I Is it a Gun- Netflix adaptation? Uh, I don't think Netflix has any Gundam Wings. Oh, All right. Okay. And now... Gun- Gundam style? <laughs> so we'll be, we'll be back to the show after these messages, Gundam style. Holy shit. <laughs> Okay, we have an exciting new partnership with Amazon Music, and as an Amazon Music influencer, I get to share all Amazon Music has to offer with you free for 30 days. That's right, a 30-day pass to millions of songs, unlimited access to any of those songs, on-demand music without interruptions, listen offline with unlimited skips, and follow your favorite podcast. Just visit getamazonmusic.com slash binge-watchers. And I was feeling down in the dumps the other day, just anxious and stressed. So I looked at the Amazon Music Recommends for me, and that classic sax song from Lost Boys came up from Tim Capello called I Still Believe from a release called Blood on the Reed, and it has that dripping wet sax with a rock flare. Man, it made me feel good. So good I had to share it with the crew. And also I want to let you try Amazon Music Unlimited. So go to getamazonmusic.com forward slash binge watchers. Now, available April 30th on digital and on-demand from Academy Award winner Christopher Walken, Zach Braff, and Christina Ricci, they started the true story of a small-town farmer taking on one of the largest agricultural and food manufacturing corporations. So Percy Smizer, he's a third-generation farmer, he gets sued by a giant corporation for allegedly using their patented seeds. With little resources to fight the giant legal battle, Percy joins forces with up-and-coming attorney Jackson Weaver and environmental activist Rebecca Salkow, played by Christina Ricci, 
to fight one of the most monumental cases all the way up to the Supreme Court. Fire Rent Percy versus Goliath on digital and on demand April 30th, rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. If you're looking for a great gift with a wow factor, you have to send your friends and family or your loved ones these exquisite, sophisticated, laser-cut, mesmerizingly colorful wooden puzzles from Unidragon. Visit Unidragon.com and use our promo code DRAGONBINGE for 10% off your own puzzle. As all the parts interlock into an amazing shape that forms an animal, you know what? Let me tell you something. I was bored the other day, and I built this serious panda. I found it so fascinating and addictive, I forgot all my troubles for an afternoon and went back to construct a new design called the Majestic Wolf. Now, I got my eyes set on this beautiful butterfly that turns into a galaxy. It's hard to describe what it feels like to build these magical puzzles, because it's like you end up with a little sculpture in your hands. Also, they arrive in a, a wooden gift box with a surprise inside. Hint, it has something to do with the name Unidragon. So visit unidragon.com, use our promo code DRAGONBINGE for 10% off your own puzzle. Again, for the best deal on the most sophisticated and exquisite wooden puzzles made from natural paper, birch wood, harmless, and non-toxic glue, visit unidragon.com and use our code DRAGONBINGE for 10% off your order. We also want you to support real paper. They're trying to bring clean toilets to the world, help them reach their sustainable humanitarian goals by supporting their home delivery of Bamboo fresh toilet paper. Try real paper with our sign up code binge watchers for 20% off. Real paper is made of 100% bamboo, making it the most sustainable, eco friendly toilet paper on the market. Plus, all their shipping materials are biodegradable and they use plastic free packaging. Use our co coupon code, of course, binge watchers, to receive 20% off your first subscription order at realpaper.com. By purchasing real paper, you're supporting their mission to provide access to clean toilets to those in need. Around the world, we're also giving American households a way to reduce their carbon footprint. I got to remind you, offers are subject to change because our show is supported by sponsors and paid affiliates. Again, let's thank our sponsors, Real Paper, Amazon Music, Unidragon.com. And now on with the show already in progress with our feature presentation. Uh, Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. Let's see. What do I think this movie is about? Um, let's see. A girl gets abducted by a vampire, then the legendary bounty hunter comes out, bring her back. It's none other than Dracula's half-blood son, D, Vampire Hunter D himself. In my opinion, this anime is far superior to the original and takes closer input from the creator. It's also based on a third novel in a series of novels. It's called Demon Death Case, which that would have been a great title too, man. Vampire Hunter D, Demon Death Case, or Vampire Hunter D in the Demon Death Case would have been an awesome title. Bloodlust. It's kind of a weak-ass title, but whatever. Um, uh, Dave, you got some trivia or fact about this film? Yeah, so as John mentioned, this is based off of a manga um, by, I'm going to butcher these names, but I'm going to try, uh, Hideyuki Kikuchi and um, yeah, the artist <laughs> Yoshitaka Amano. <laughs> I apologize if I butcher the names. Um, Amano is actually famous also for creating the character designs and covers for most of the Final Fantasy games. Um, I, the director of this is actually the guy who directed Ninja Scroll, who has another name I'm going to butcher. So I'm going to skip past that. <laughs> so butcher, another, I want to, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Butcher. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, oh, it's, uh, it's another, uh, Yoshiaki Kawajiri. I just want to hear a show where Dave just says all these names. Can we just do that? <laughs> he loves <laughs> anime. So much. I, think it's, I think it's Yoshitaka Kajihara. I think it's the, oh. 
I mean, can, yeah, we just, but... can we just give Dave like just names all day? Just <laughs> <to> read <laughs> this would be amazing. So. Nice. I'll make a note of that. Just... Dave reads the name. <laughs> One more thing so, for Dave to have to do to get ready. I know, I know. It's good. <laughs> so, a couple other p- interesting pieces is unlike most animes, this was actually uh, recorded first in English and um, then re- being recorded in Cantonese and Japanese and other languages. So, even though this oh, wow. is made by Japanese creators, they actually did the English version first. Um, oh, and wow. it was actually made due to fan demand. They wanted. Uh, another movie and the one of the creators uh kikuchi <laughs> agreed uh because he thought the first movie looked cheap <laughs> so yeah. um the other thing going back to that is this was actually in japan it was released theatrically in english with japanese subtitles which is again kind of odd for Whoa. a japanese production <laughs> wow <laughs> only when what it came on video did they like put the uh japanese version out for that audience to see well, I have the uh, I bought like the first um, DVD of this that came out, and it has like special features. There's like a pretty lengthy like fan documentary on there, and like it shows you like the the dub. Ca- oh, no, I guess it's not the dub cast, the original cast. If you're saying they were English first, then it shows you all the American actors, and shows you like um, some uh, interview clips from the novel writer, and also like the animators and stuff. So kind of cool. Um, we always have favorite bits from our movies. Like, hey, what's your favorite scene? Who's your favorite character? Something like that. But we're actually doing, like, we're building themes into those, too. So uh, tonight I was like, you know what? There's so many characters in here. Let's go, like, who's your favorite hero? Uh, and who's your favorite mutant? So, like, who's your favorite guy on the good side? And favorite bad dude or whatever, monster? And and see as a way to get into the movie. Um, so, Nick, if you're ready, man, you got a favorite uh, hero and favorite mutant? My My favorite hero is the main guy. And my favorite villain—I mean, my favorite monster—is the werewolf. I, the dude is called Mish- Mishiariara. Or is- <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it, it looks like it's spelled like Marisha. Marisha. <laughs> Marisha I just wanted to butcher her oh, name wow. too. Right? Dave, yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave was doing such a good job. I wanted to join the party. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but I love the fact that like he has the in his chest he has like like another face coming out. I just love that idea. And I'm like, God, that would look, you know, when I watch, when I watch these anime movies, I keep going like, God, I want to see this for like for real. If that makes sense. I'm always like, Oh, how do, see, how that's, do you... that's what? That's the most, ima- I was just going to say, yeah, that's like imaginative, right? Like you want to see yeah. monster mutation. I, I've never seen that chest thing like that. And, and I'm like, God, mm. that character would look so good in a real movie. Like, can someone do that for me now? Or, you know, or yeah, give me the money real makeup yeah. effects if possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please, yeah. <laughs> I want to see David Cronenberg's Vampire Hunter D with the werewolf. <laughs> yes, please. Wow, oh my gosh. that would be that wow. would be visually pretty amazing. Wow, yeah. Is that that sounds like an episode title, Dave. David yeah. Cronenberg presents Vampire Hunter. D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it would oh be ultra violent, which would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow, um, Dave, um, that, you have the same. You have, oh, I sorry, have the same lineup as Nick, actually. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Can, yeah, can you can you pronounce the name again for me? Marshira. Marshira. Hey, I'm just uh, looking at it phonetically. Um, yeah, the, I agree. The um, the stomach uh, werewolf was pretty freaky, actually. Um, yeah. It like looks like a nightmare I would have. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, that you know, and then Vampire Hunter D is kind of like the ultimate badass of this world it seems like and you know holds his own yeah so 
basic bitch answer, basically, you know, basically jumping off of Nick, but that's what I got. <laughs> hey, hey, that's what we do, Dave. That's what we do. <laughs> uh, what did you think, Adam? Well, uh, I need to comment on Mashira or whatever. He, he <laughs> I feel like we got cheated when he was, uh, when he was offed in the film. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, oh, too late for spoiler alert. I wasn't going to go there, but okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I just thought we were cheated. Like, he all sets up for some kind of battle, and then it's like, oh, yeah, we just need to get rid of this guy, and he's dead. You know the so, angle they took? The the angle they took on that, it seems like, oh, this is a conversation between Samurai right here. You know? That's, that's uh, kind of what I got from it. Oh, okay. Well, I felt like they just ran out of budget or something, and they didn't... There was some <laughs> other scene of a... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, don't didn't yeah. you feel that if it's like this setup and he's going to stand here in the mountain and wait for the guy, and the next thing you know, it's like, oh, here I am, shriek! Oh, he's dead. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> he died yeah, off. I feel like that one was a cheat. Sorry, <laughs> it's I didn't, a samurai I didn't... duel. It's the old samurai duel thing that you see in all these movies where you're like, like they'll have counting time on the watermill or whatever, you know, and you'll see like the little birds fly by, or they'll cut the wheatgrass, and after the wheatgrass is cut, you'll see that he actually <laughs> cut the guy too, you know, like. Uh, definitely, well, it's definitely it's definitely a samurai story thing yeah it, it just felt truncated proper. that's all i mean i felt yeah, like something was missing that makes sense there's so, always a point in anime where you feel like they run out of money like um or like when they introduce the characters and they're in their train car like their motorized locomotive that's driving around like a tank and you hear them talking of a voiceover but you don't see them at first I'm like oh that's a way to save money on the budget huh like you, mm-hmm. you haven't animated the characters for like the first two minutes that they're introduced or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. I, I just okay. So my favorite hero is uh, Grove, uh, just because. I mean, I feel like that's what my life is like. Uh, <laughs> I need, I need like. So wait, we inter- can inject you with heroin. You'll pop out of your body and, in a spirit form, blast everyone with lasers. Yes, please. Yes, but uh, <laughs> for me, you just have to in- inject Rockstar, and then I'm functional. Oh, uh, Rockstar <laughs> <laughs> and uh it, i think the most yeah. terrifying of the bad guys was uh benge uh the shadow guy Ooh. i just his his life. antics were were terrifying if you think about what he's able to do to you i mean if you don't yeah. have uh you know a trick up your sleeve or uh actually a trick inside your palm there's no escape he's just going to keep you in his web forever until you age out or die of like hunger and thirst inside of his little traps uh, when you're in some kind of weird shadow world in his tunic or whatever that, I mean, that idea is, it makes you scared to be in a dark room, you know? So, I mean, that yeah, character totally. rebirthed in any other format. I mean, just, that, that one really sticks with me. <laughs> yeah. So. I'll throw mine in. Cause it kind of ties into Adams. Um, well, I'm always a D fan, as you guys know, love the D. Yes, he does. Uh, big, big. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Boom, you set, set him up, up knock him down. Boom. Just the tip. <laughs> so, uh, loving Vampire Hunter D, I think he's more fleshed out in this movie. He has thoughts and opinions, and he's more of a mystery figure in the first movie, so you can't really root for mystery. You don't have no way to understand a person. There's not much to root for, but he's a stronger character in this one, which I appreciate. Um, and, yeah, Bengay. Um, the shadow dude, it t- what Adam just what he said, but basically in my note I wrote, you know, it plays on people's fear, one of the oldest fear, fears there is, being afraid of what's in the dark, and this, but he's in the dark and he can get you, you know what I mean? He crawls into your shadow and takes you out. Also, they made you 
really afraid of him by he takes out one of the biggest guys on the good team, the brother that has the cross on his face, with a giant, yeah. you know, stake hammer. And you're like, oh, this guy's going to rip everybody apart. He looks like The Rock. Nope. This guy crawls up in the shadow and, and kills him. And you're like, oh, damn. He just took out, like, <laughs> what would be the strongest good guy. You're like, what the hell happened, you know? So yeah. they definitely set it up to be pretty creepy. Um, so that, that's my favorite hero on Monsters. Um, and again, all these mutants, actually. The guy with the thing into the werewolf with the face on his stomach and the shadow guy and uh, Marissa is the werewolf. But who am I trying to think of? Oh, Caroline. Um, the other mutant that we didn't mention on the team is she? she she has, like, elemental power. She can touch plants and turn into them. She can touch metal. And oh, touch yeah. Metal. So they're part of this... Uh, the Barbaros, it's a village of demon, demonic mutant people that have risen up in this post-apocalyptic world or whatever that formed their own society, and they get hired to go take out D as he tracks down the vampire. Um, the other vampires I mentioned, Meyer Link, is a pseudo-Dracula type, but he actually reminds me more of Alucard, which is Dracula's son from Castlevania. He has the same kind of personality as him. Uh, cool name though, Meyer Link. It's kind of a cool name for a vampire, and he does this cool thing where he turns his cape into a sword, like it it hardens somehow. His cape yeah. gets hard like a sword blade, and then he turned his hand into this devilish claw towards the end of the movie. That was pretty crazy too, tripping out on that. And then they feature Camilla, which is like a famous mythological female vampire from English novels, kind of like Dracula, and she's uh, the main baddie of the movie, but. We meet her so late and find out that she orchestrated pretty much the whole thing, but we, we because we meet her so late, we don't really care as much. Yeah. She has a lot of crazy powers, and D has to do his, spoiler alert, he has to do his amazing, I'm Dracula's son power-up, you know? He's got to do his power-up at the end like he did before, but um, whatever. I mean, we get to Camilla, and we're just done. Like I think we're at that point, we've had enough fights, that it's like, okay, we've already feel like we've seen the final fight, but here's another fight. Mm. kind of deal um <laughs> anyway but i want to keep it positive and keep it light let's keep the trucks rolling uh dave let's let's go right into fan service i think I sent you some comments from the fans this week yeah we got quite a few actually i feel like i should have like music in the background like i was speaking my like announcer voice anna says of the show uh no but anna does say uh she's been a fan of this since like forever and absolutely loves the podcast it's on fire at least that's what i'm assuming because there's a fire emoji uh thank you anna uh mikey boy says uh, one of my fave animes is akira i've never heard about your recommendations before and i will check it out thanks all right yeah akira's pretty cool mikey boy uh i've never seen it so (gasps) our recommendation would have been fisted on north star so he's saying he likes akira but we're recommending Mm. North Star, maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, hey, if he likes Mononoke. the record, or maybe yeah, he's thinking, well, maybe he's referring to Mononoke. Who knows? Oh, who knows? Maybe. Um, let's see. Kevin says, "Last Starfighter is a must that you all have to watch." <laughs> yeah, if I remember correctly, they also had some collaboration with Marvel. I don't know. Does anybody know about a collaboration with Marvel and Last Starfighter? That so sounds about when, right. I have no idea. When when I saw a dude said that in the comments, I went and looked that up. They did release a. Uh, a Last Starfighter comic when the movie came out. I was like, holy crap, you can get it on eBay. I'm going to get wow. it. You know why? Because the comic is still relatively cheap, but it's not going to be cheap when part two comes out. That's going to be in oh. high demand trying to get your hands on that boy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, let's see. Beetlejuice <laughs> fan says uh, a bunch of bros uh, having a nice talk about anime and puke. So that had to be a better <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for bringing up the oh, puke, man. dude. Yeah, I, the boys. And I am sorry I didn't throw up last week. I'm sorry. 
This week, uh, I feel there's better. always next time. Yeah, I can get really trashed before the show if you guys want. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and uh, Gabrielle, anime fan, says Fist of the North Star was one of my first animes, and what a great introduction into what the world it was. Uh, into that world, it was nice. Yeah, right. I know. I hear that a lot. Really that a lot job. of people. That's introductory. And then Johnny, oh, not movie. ours, but somebody else. What's that? Oh, that movie gets people into the anime. Fist of the North Star, yeah. I mean, that seems to be a big introduction for a lot of people. Oh, my. Um, and then Johnny, not not spoiler, but another one, uh, says, yeah, love Fist me. of the North Star. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but they do say, love Fist of the North Star. Thanks for the entertaining discussion. So, hey, I'm glad he enjoyed it. Nice. <laughs> Anybody else want to care to comment or say anything to our fans? Thank Those are so great comments, Those are great comments. I like They it. were great yeah. comments. Akira is amazing. And uh, there is, I feel like there's some rollover in content with Fist of the North Star, just in terms of the world being destroyed and things. It'd be fun to put them in the same world, like, ah, oh, this is what happens after uh, the destruction of Tokyo. Well, for the I mean, time. one could suggest that Akira is the reason all the nukes went off in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> I even have to admit Akira's a good movie. I've even seen that one a couple I've times. I've never seen it. D- don't begrudgingly do that, Dave. You know you love all anime. <laughs> you know anime is like rapping country to me like there's some i can deal with but the rest of it i can deal without mm. well mm. all right well <laughs> all right, well, you know, right if we die before or if you if you die before us we'll play country rap at your funeral oh, oh man oh you know that would be like my twilight episode or my twilight zone episode is i'd be stranded on an island with a bunch of dvds but they're all anime (laughs) you'll learn to love it then i mean that sounds like paradise is that heaven dave (laughs) you know at your funeral instead of flowers we'll we'll drop anime dvds all right all I know, if you don't want to watch anime on a lonely little island and you actually need recommendations because you're like flipping through your 200 streamers and you're like, ah, what? I got nothing. If you need something to watch, we got some recommendations for you. Let's go to Nikki Lates. What do you recommend they watch this week other than the movie we already watched? I uh, Last week I was a little sick and I was down and I went on Amazon Prime and decided to check out The Abyss. I went back into The Abyss. James Cameron's 1990 or 1989 classic about underwater stuff and aliens. And man, it was actually kind of cool to go back and watch it. It was neat seeing practical, like actually like knowing that they were actually pretty much underwater for most of the movie and the filming process. It, it was pretty incredible to watch again. But actually, have you ever weird. seen the making of that? Okay. Yeah. And actually that, I think the documentary of the movie, the making of the movie is better than the movie. To be honest with it, you, it kind of wow. it's like you see James Cameron lose his shit on people. Like, God, fuck, he's making he a movie here. <laughs> he loses. That's wow. what I want, dude. I just want outtakes of a director losing his fucking mm-hmm. shit. But what I was gonna say is, uh, what's weird is, uh, they had this ambionic fluid breathing apparatus that they oh, introduced yeah. in the movie, which is based on real technology. But then, like Nick shared a picture of the rat or whatever going mm-hmm. going into the ambionic fluid, and then. Um, Nick, I think you told us it was a real rat, which I didn't believe, and I had to like look up it, the story they, and like it was a real New York rat. Times from the '80s said, "Oh yeah, it is a real rat from Berkeley." I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, <laughs> like, it was a completely real rat. They did creative editing, and actually, a lot of people were worried at the time that the rat 
like was it died or like a rat died yeah. during the filming. The rat actually ended up dying of natural causes right before the movie re- was released, but it didn't die from whatever they did in the movie, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. It's, if you watch the scene, it's actually really fascinating because the, the rat is totally looks like it's suffocate suffocating. It, it's pretty incredible. Well, and what's funny is um, when we get these shows ready, I'd ask the guys like, Hey, maybe later on we're going to do like a series of worst fears. And we're like, well, what's our worst fear? Blah, blah, blah. But then you you um, shared this story about the abyss. And Dave, didn't you say, like, that terrifies me, the suffocation? Oh, yeah, that freaked me out as a kid like that. Because I, I don't know, I saw that maybe when I was 10 or so. And the idea of, like, having to drown, like, freaked me out. Like, I just, ooh, I don't like that Dang. idea. <laughs> so we discovered your worst fear by by Nick bringing up that he watched the abyss. Yeah, It's actually my second worst fear. I have one that ranks a bit above that. <laughs> what's the first, dude? I I'm, I'm I hate heights. It's anime really movies. Oh, anime. <laughs> <laughs> anime. <laughs> I hate anime. <laughs> I remember uh, submerging my head underneath the bathtub water and trying to simulate what it would be like to breathe, but I never like sucked in the water. I just like kind of pretended like I was doing it and freaking myself mm. out. I remember doing that after watching. That. Yeah, you played well, abyss see, in built, the bathtub I'm, like uh, all kids do. Yeah, <laughs> abyss I, in the I'm bathtub. Like a. I'm built like the Mariner in Waterworld. I could breathe water. I'm fine. Perfectly fine. Oh, that's amazing. Um, Dave, Dave, what is your recommendation other than the movie we watched to watch something? <laughs> so this was a week I finally like popped in a Blu-ray of a movie I've put off for years. Like, and... oh wait, time out. I gotta interrupt you. I just saw a private message from Double A here. Not to derail the whole episode, but he was saying when you Google Toki, Ray shows up. They actually look exactly the same, but their hair color is different. So. That would make sense that Google got it confused. They are virtually the same character, but their hair color is different. Well, that might they be what they did uh, in Fist of the North Star to not include him and create it like it was a different Anyway, character. yeah, that ties into the beginning of the episode. So if you listen to the whole episode, <laughs> you have an idea of what I'm talking about. Otherwise, you're like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> anyway, what sorry, Dave. That's all right. Recommendations. Go ahead. Um, so I finally caught up with a movie that I've been meaning to watch for years. And it's one of those situations of where's this movie been all my life? And I'm kicking myself for not watching it earlier. But I finally sat down and watched Dark City for the first time. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, nice. Oh, oh my, my okay. gosh. How'd you not see that? <laughs> all right. Dave, Dave, I is blowing my, Dave is blowing my mind this year because there's like a handful of movies I just assumed that Dave has watched. How have you like, not seen Dark City? I, you know, it's just, you can't criticize him now. He watched it. I know, it just blown away. <laughs> it, no, well, it's one of those movies I caught bits and pieces on TV, but I never like sat and watched the full movie. And uh, I actually watched the director's cut, damn. which I hear is much better. Um, but it's like, damn. Uh, you know what I feel like it's coming? A podcast about Dark City. I oh, love it's Dark so City. good. Like, I it's one of those movies that I watched it the, on a Friday, and that night I was already like, I put off watching extras on Blu rays a lot, but this one is one of those I had to watch right away because like I wanted to know oh, how uh, they made this. Like, it's just that the the cinematography, the production design, like how was this movie not nominated for best production design at the Academy Awards? It's nuts. Like what they, wh- how much money they put into this movie or how they worked with such a oh, kind of man. a small budget. Uh, Adam's texting me again saying, Oh man, you took my pick Dave. I also watched dark city. <laughs> Is he for real? What? No. For a second. I, I just expected Adam to say, that's not my pick. Here's my pick. And then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, did I send that? 
But yeah, it sounds like you guys all dig this movie too. So I mean, anybody who hasn't seen it, go check out Dark, Dark City. City wherever you can awesome. Play. It's, it's been a long time, but I like it. A detective okay. story with a, a critical reveal, so I won't spoil it, but it, it, it's a detective story with sci-fi elements. It's amazing. Everybody should go watch it. Uh, I mean, I, there's a joke I want to make right now, but it would give away the ending to it. If we ever do the episode, I'll make that joke, but it, there's a part of this right. that kind of like was cool, but it also made me laugh. <laughs> hmm. Well, right, I, I like that film, uh, although I have issues with Kiefer Sutherland's uh, performance, but that's for the episode um, for us to explore. Uh, my my favorite thing that I've watched recently, um, and I'm going to go way out on a limb, like way out. Hot take, guys. Hot JoJo's take. Bizarre Adventure. I just finished season three on you Hulu. You say that a lot. Do you want that to be your nickname? No. What are you talking about? I say that a lot. I haven't mentioned it in six months, John. Okay. The hot take? Best... I, th- I think you say like hot take every episode, don't you? No, hot but this is the JoJo. hot take because what I'm about to say <laughs> is like, it's pretty shocking, okay? I think... Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is the best anime ever made. Dave, are you listening? <laughs> well, you know what's interesting about that is they take a lot from Fist of the North Star and Vampire Hunter D collectively, don't they? Oh, absolutely. To arrive okay. at their Bizarre Adventure. And the season two and season three solidified it. Oh, my gosh. It's it's corny. It's got cheese in it. It's got real moments in it. They were doing like a walk, uh, Walking Dead type thing where you don't know which character is going to be just gone. And they, they were doing that in the, the late 90s. And I think that's before uh, The Walking Dead was even a comic. So it's it, it blew my mind when I finished the third mm-hmm. season, which, uh, which is only available on Hulu as far as I know. And it, you have to read the subtitles of the third season. But I'm just I was blown away by it. I loved it. And I would recommend it. And and you got to give it a chance because there's some corny episodes in there in the beginning. But I really tried hard to give JoJo's Bizarre Adventure an adventurous chance, and I gave up. Mm. Uh, yeah, well. but I did discover something on HBO Max this week called Southside. It's about a group of friends. They grew up and they live and they work on Chicago's South Side. Basically, they graduate from community college. These two dudes and they're working at a rent-to-own shop while trying to pursue some of their ideas to try to make money and like you know get beyond like day-to-day stuff what's funny is like it's not a show for me like i'm not the target audience but it has a lot of heart that's relatable like if you're ever in that situation or you feel like that they're trying to earn a living with just day-to-day shit you know and uh it's actually pretty funny have you guys run a run across this yet in your your no i haven't even heard of it Uh i've I've ran across it on the app but i haven't pulled the trigger it's super low budget and it was like a i don't i don't think there's very many seasons and it was like originally a comedy central thing but now it's on the hbo max catalog it's called Southside. anyway it's funny um and now we've arrived at our coming attraction segment we have an interesting dilemma this week though because uh, uh <laughs> uh-uh. is uh what? pitching us for greener pastures next to night <laughs> He started a new podcast exclusively with Amazon Music. No, I'm just <laughs> wow! Hey guys, yeah. use my pro- use my promo code Nikki Lates at Amazon.com. <laughs> Sponsor me now, thank uh, you guys. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know Nick won't be here next week, which is really it's funny. A shame. Because I know. We're sorry, next month's theme on the show is a uh, staff picks, which means. Um, Did I lose my pick? Picking a movie. <laughs> well, no, you oh, lost okay. your rotation. What? Uh, Dave's su- Dave suggestion um, 
tell the folks your suggestion, Dave, that we we do we just move something or we'll... I was just gonna say like either you or Adam switch around. Mine mine is only locked in place because of a special reason, and we'll you'll find out on the episode. But um, yeah. like oh yeah, that's true. John John or Adam can switch or switch a roo if necessary. So yeah, Adam Nick is actually on his episode. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That would be nice. But we John just watch his movie, Adam. and he sends us a... <laughs> the other thing. The other thing that's possible is we could watch his movie shit on it and then have him send us a voicemail about his opinion during the favorite bit we can oh, play nice. his favorite bit live on and we just air. play a recording i can't do that yeah we I play a recording that. yeah i can play do a short that, recording yeah. but yeah. we, we will christians later it's actually a good movie so. <laughs> i can do that oh sweet <laughs> yeah i i, I have to go ahead I have to go out of town next week. I'm sorry, guys. We got to vote on what to do. Either we move one of our staff picks up a week, or we, like, we just change the order, or we watch the movie he selected anyway, and then have him send us a voicemail that we play for the audience. So does he still get a vote? Like, um, what? How are we doing this? So we're gonna gonna vote voicemail. We're gonna vote original order for staff picks with a voicemail, or change weeks. Those are the two votes. I say change a week. That's what I say. I say okay. change a week. Boom. Wow. Boom. Thank you, Dave. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, then that's what we're going to do because I don't want this to be an awkward ending to the episode. We're going to change the order. <laughs> so awkward. Um, I don't want to watch a movie about melting people. So, Oh, that's the one I want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we'll change the order of the week. So instead of going first, Nick will switch orders with me, and then Dave, and then Adam. So, Sounds wow. Good. So we're gonna watch House Party next week, which also cropped up on HBO. Uh, by the way, that's nice. a really that's a really good movie. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and send us a voicemail about House Party, Nick? How about that? I will. Like a like a minute or two clip. I can I can do that. I'll do that. Too. Yeah, just send us your favorite bit from House Party. Oh, uh, there's a bunch. I'll, uh, I'll, I already know the bit. Yeah, I'll do it this if week. If you're a House Party fan, tune in for that. And also, Nick's going to tell you about some other stuff. So, guys, um, I, <laughs> 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 guys, I'm, spe- I'm speechless. Guys, I'm speechless. Okay. okay. So, uh, um, so, so, la- so last week we mentioned Fist of the North Star episode on Facebook. We usually break a hundred thousand views on Facebook. But we're not satisfied with that. We want to break one million. So I want you guys to go watch it, like it, add comments. And if you add a comment, you could be featured in our fan service. So go check us out. Watch our videos because we want to break one million views. So that was a bad. Oh, you're trying to do a Dr. Evil thing. That was a bad Dr. Evil impersonation. I'm sorry. (laughs) You can try again. Try, you know. Or how about this? One million views. There you go. (laughs) Christmas later did better. Nice. Christian wow, Slater. it actually sounded yeah. like Christian Slater had sex with Dr. Evil and they had a baby. <laughs> and that last thing you said sounded like their creation. Well, Christian was Slater was work. in the original Austin Powers. So, yeah, he had a cameo. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Believe it or not. Did? Yeah. No. Yeah, you did. I know. Not a lot of people know. See, so. see no, guys, know. it's more than just anime and puke. It's movie knowledge and jokes about uh, Christian Slater and uh, Dr. Evil. And, it's true. It's true. And cameos. I didn't know that. Look, Dave, you think <laughs> your job was a trivia guy. No, yeah. no. No. Oh, man. When are we going to cover cuffs on this show? So, you know, we just have an all Christian Slater episode. <laughs> oh, God. You guys wow. want to do cuffs? I would love to do cuffs. I am always about cuffs. Yeah. 
How did that get missed as Nick's staff pick? That's the that's the issue, really. <laughs> yeah, it really is the issue. The, the year is still young, guys. The year is still young. Wow. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> well, uh, guys, stuff got real. Uh, this is uh, Christian Slater calling in for Nick, and uh, I guess lights. Thank you.